You're listening to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Yeah, we are in here. We are in here. We are in here. Bless God. Bless God for the awesome, awesome, awesome episode of uh, episode 30, 32, 32. I had lost train thought again. I did that earlier on, uh, on the, on the, on the regular, but I bless God for, uh, pastor Wayne Cheney, Wayne Cheney, uh, on the video for who you are, who you are. It was a bit of a coming out party for Lady Fanita. We let her just do what she do. Pray and give give us what she got out of the word. And looking forward to this episode of the Aftermath. Of the Aftermath. Yes, indeed. I loved it. I loved it. Um, how he began. I love how he began. And it was one particular point at the beginning that he said, uh, the more we understand Christ and who he is, the more we understand who we are. The more we understand Christ and who he is, the more we understand who we are. And that is so good because I can relate to that. The more I understood who Christ was, I began to understand who I was. The more I fell in love with Christ, the more I fell in love with myself. You can't you can't love yourself without falling in love with Christ. When we learn how Christ loves, then then that in turn will give us an opportunity to actually know what love is. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's some different type of kind of love to give away your son to a world that don't know anything about love. He says, The deeper we observe the person of Christ, the more soberly aware of ourselves we become. I believe I said that again. The deeper we observe the person of Christ, Christ in the flesh, the way that he roamed the earth, the, the way that he responded to sin, the way that he responded to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the way that he responded to denying Peter, the way that he responded to doubting Thomas, the way that he responded to each and every aspect of of them uh, accusing him or arresting him in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, and, and making him march judgment hall to judgment hall, the person of Christ being crucified and on the cross and saying, uh, Father, forgive them uh, for, for they know not what they do. The person, when we, when we, when we, when we, 
observe the person of Christ more, the more soberly aware of ourselves we become. First lady, what you got on that? You know that was that had died, that was resurrected, came right. back in in the spirit form. And we don't look at the fact that he walked this earth as a man. Right. He went through. He he was sad. He had ups and downs. Right. He had people that didn't have his back. He had to constantly remind them of what he was he called to do. Right. So is that that just does does something for me just to think about him saying that when we. Observe the person of Christ. Right. Personally, this is a personal walk, first of all. Right. And then you have to personally know where he was in his thought process, how he operated, how he still done every, every did everything in love and with mercy and with grace, and how he drew people in with that same love, with that same grace, with that same mercy. And still reminded them, even when they fail, that you still have something inside of you that God wants to use. That's right. I loved it. Oh that my was, God. That was so good. That yes. was so good. He said, the more soberly aware yes. of ourselves we, we become. become, more soberly, more conscious. Yes. That we we'll know who we are yes. on a level of, on another level. On another level. We, 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 we know uh, what makes us calm? We know what gives us peace. We yes. know we know how we want to be loved. We yeah. we know how. You, you, and, and see, that's a different level a different of level. knowing who you are. Yes. Another point that he said, as Peter speaks to the as Peter speaks to Jesus's identity, Jesus deepens Peter's identity and purpose yeah. when he says upon this rock I'm going to build this church he wasn't specifically talking about Peter right. the individual yeah. but humanity yeah. Peter uh, 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 just a portion of Peter's yeah. <laughs> good God almighty yes, yes, that, yes. that was good uh, I love the fact that he, he, he shifted it. When he shifted it, uh, what I mean by he shifted it, he all it's always good to be encouraged to know that somebody else has haters. Yeah. Uh, and he spoke to me. He spoke to the the spirit man way down on the deep on on the, on the left side when he said, "Whenever you have haters, that means you're going somewhere. Going somewhere. You must be doing something right. That's right." When, when, whenever you have haters, you 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 are uh, going from one place to another. He says to Peter that the enemy wants to sh sift you like wheat. In other words, he want to cut you down. And that was right after the promotion of him saying, "Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church." And then he tells him immediately that the devil gonna cut you down. Yeah. The devil coming after you. After he promotes him, he give him a warning. Yeah. The devil wants to to. In other words, you got some haters that's gonna come your way. So be prepared. Right after, right after the promotion, 
He wants to see, the enemy wants to see you abort mission right after the promotion. As soon as you get the job, he wants you to quit it. <laughs> How often do we, 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 we see people that, that, that pray for a promotion, pray for to be elevated, and as soon as they get elevated, they, they, they grow frustrated about where God has taken them. And, and immediately seek to abort mission. Prayed and fasted for the new house. Prayed and fasted for the new car. Prayed and fasted for the husband or the wife or the children. And immediately right after being blessed, they ready to throw it all away. What you got? You know what? I wanted to touch on that point. You had a point where you said as Peter speaks to Jesus' identity, Jesus deepens Peter's identity and purpose. Mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on that one because that blessed me. <laughs> that blessed me entirely. The fact that Jesus is asking him, who do they say I am? Right. Peter said, you know, he's telling them, you know, they having a whole a full conversation about who the people are saying. And he said, well, you know what? Scratch that. Who do you say I am? Because right. you walk with me. You don't saw me perform miracles. You know how my prayer life is lined up. You know the things that I've been through. You know my pain. You know my fears. Mm -hmm. You know how I'm coming behind y'all. You know that I want you to practice forgiveness. He said, who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. And when Peter said, thou art the Christ. You know, when he told him who he was, he said, mm, now let me pour into you and tell you who you are because you know who I am. Right. That's how God does us. When you have full knowledge and understanding of who God is in your life, then God turns around and impart in you who you are because you know who he is. We cannot fully know our purpose, the plan, our role, what God has called us to be or do. We don't know what God has called us to without knowing who God is first mm -hmm. in our lives. That's amazing to me. And I never even thought about that scripture reading like that, even though I read it a hundred times that he said, thou art the I Christ. I just appreciate it not too him. long ago. Yes. And, and didn't get I didn't that. look at that no. like that. That and then he turns around and then he, he then he prophesies into him and say, "You know what? Thou art Peter." He did though. He did what he said. He turned. He said, "Thou art the Christ." And he turned and told him, "You know what? Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. The Holy Ghost told say, you that." Nothing but the he Holy said, Ghost. And thou art Peter. Let him know. And I'm gonna tell you, I know who you are. And on this rock, I'm gonna build my church mm -hmm. on the principle, on the fact that you know who I am, mm -hmm. on that knowledge, on that wisdom, on that understanding that you just showed me that you got about who I am and what I was sent to do, I'm going to make something. I'm going to make, I'm going to show you what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to promote you in this hour. Right there. Right, right on there. the spot. Johnny on the spot. Right there. He didn't wait. Lord, that was good to me. Right there. Oh, that was good. Lord, have mercy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that's, that, that, that's good. Uh, and even in that aspect, I did have a point in that, but that'll go right back to what you were saying. And, and it's in that moment, in that moment, uh, when he goes to uh, Acts chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes from, from, from that moment to prophesying. And then we go, he goes into the message to Acts chapter two. 
and I can visualize what he was saying. And I asked myself, I said, can you imagine the idea of realizing who you are and actually with your own eyes seeing what God said you'd be manifested? Oh. He said to him, upon this rock, I'm gonna build my church. And then as Peter stood up to preach, yes. see exactly what God manifested and poured into him, manifested. 3,000 souls were saved. Can you imagine the as the results of your obedience, a historic moment in the kingdom? This is you. God has poured into you. He's prophesied over your life. And at that very moment, whatever he prophesied over your life, you engage out of obedience, out of obedience. And the Holy Ghost comes over you. You do exactly what God prophesied you do. And in out of your own eyes, you see what God said you become. <laughs> And and what you and because of what God said you become, in that moment becomes a historic moment for the kingdom. You become a historic landmark for the kingdom in what God prophesied you'll be or what you'll speak or what you'll you what what out out of your hands. Yeah become a manifestation yes. but not just a manifestation a historic moment yeah. Yeah. for the kingdom can you imagine that oh my god can you imagine god doing whatever was prophesied over mayberry whatever was prophesied over Fanita, and out of the preacher's corner yeah. something manifests and it becomes a historic moment yes. for the kingdom Lord Hammers. Lord Hammers. Just spoke it into existence. I believe it and receive it. And because of that, each and every time that we get an opportunity, he 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 encouraged us. He said, bring back Hale's manual to to help bring redemption to people that will need it. And that's yes. why we have the preacher's corner. Yes. We, we we got, we you been through hell, I been through hell. Yes. And I ain't threw the manual away. I knew exactly what hell looked like. I knew what it smelled like. I know, I know what it tasted like. And so we got hell's manual to help bring redemption to the people that's gonna need it. That's gonna need it. They gonna, they gonna need it. And we, I am here to help give them what they need. Yes, yes Lord. What other points that you had that you didn't give? You know what? I, I had wrote a little thought myself and I said, it's nothing like knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than the gratification that we receive um, here on earth through our jobs, our families, you know, um, the money that we make, that those things are gratifying to us. We get so much 
pleasure out of sitting back and watching our children grow up, playing with our grandchildren, um, watching your money stack in the bank. We have so much, uh, you know, we, we, get, we find gratification in that. But there is nothing like knowing who you are. We feel so accomplished by the natural things, but just imagine if you ever realize who you are in the spirit, right. how much power you, you possess, the authority that you, you are capable of. You We don't realize who we are in the spirit realm. We get excited about what we see in the natural, but good Lord, we are so much greater than that in the spirit realm. Yeah. And I thought about that when we were listening to the word of God, where, how Peter went through that, you know, and he told him he knew who he was and God spoke that word in his life. But after speaking that word, then the enemy comes and say, hey, I want permission to sift him like wheat, you know, and then Jesus said, but I pray for you that your, your strength won't fail you. Right. And that when you fall, you're going to get back up. And when you're restored, go back and strengthen your brothers. Go and encourage them because they're going to have the same fall. They're going to be disappointed one day. They're going to cry tears one day of, of, of sadness because they fail. They sin and they fail short of the glory and honor of God. So remind them that God is a, a God that of, of restoration. That he'll do what, what he done for you, for them. He said, now go back and restore them. Then it goes over to Acts. And then out of all of that, him denying Jesus, being heartbroken, being in a place where he felt disqualified, that he felt down on himself, his heart was broken. He cried because he couldn't believe that he did what Jesus said he was going to do. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh my God. But just like God prophesied into his life that thou art Peter, and then upon this rock we're going to build a church, he prophesied out of that same vein right. that you're going to deny me before the cock crows three times. After Peter found himself in that predicament that he had denied Christ, he was heartbroken. He didn't feel like he could get back up from that place. Because how many times have we sinned and, and we got to a place where we were so discouraged, we were embarrassed, right. that we, we went back on the promises and, the, and we feel like we had failed God and was unable to be restored only to come back to church and to hear a word of restoration and of love and mercy and loving kindness from a God who said, I don't care how bad you've fallen. I don't care how far away from grace you feel like you are. You would never know who I am if you ever have never failed. We would never know that God was a healer if you've never been sick. You would never know that God will forgive if you've never sinned. You would never know that God was a God of restoration if you never fell from grace. How would you know who he was if you've never fell in those places where you would be able to go back and restore somebody else into fellowship? God said that he's married to the backslider. Meaning that you can go far as you want to go, but there is something about the grace and the mercy of God that will go back and bring you back in, baby. It's something about the grace of God that will go and pull you back in. He said, I pulled you out of a horrible pit. He said, he brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. But that's just it, y'all. We don't never want to be brought from that place. We got to be brought from darkness to be into his light. We got to be brought from darkness first. So that just, that stirred me up and it just took me to a whole nother realm of what God can do for us. Mm. I got so excited when I thought about that. And then I thought about um, another one that I, I didn't share on the preacher's corner. The first thing the enemy does is unravel what God said to you 
or, or when he reminded you of who he was. First thing the devil does is he comes to unravel what God has promised in your life. The enemy attacks you right after a prophetic word has been spoken over you. He makes you forget what God said about you. Mm-hmm. He immediately makes you forget. You can be sitting in church. I, I was just explaining how you can feel like a mighty roaring lion. You can feel like the king of the jungle, baby. You got the Holy Ghost on your side, all your sisters and brothers from church. You feeling like the king's kid. As soon as you dock the doors of the church going out there to the world, it's like the enemy eat you up. He, he start telling you who you're not. And that's the first trick of the enemy. He is the father of lies. He can't do nothing but tell a lie. He don't know how to tell the truth. He is the accuser of the brethren. He'll always be in your ear telling you what you can't do, who you are not, what you can't achieve, what you can't get through with God. He'll always be there to remind you who you're not, but then you always got the Holy Ghost that'll unction you to remind you who you are. And that's why it's so important to assemble yourself together with brethren in a household of faith. That's why it's called the household of faith, because that's the place where things you can't see what God is saying about you and the natural we see a bunch of folks that got must that are making mistakes that are having babies out of wedlock folks that are coming in half drunk and high people that are steady making the bad decisions after God has given you divine direction, we see that on the surface. But God see kings and queens. God see people. He see innocents and prophets and and innocent, You know, He see people on the wall. He see people laid out. And then He got people assigned to those prophets and those preachers mm-hmm. and those teachers. But we don't see it on the surface because yeah, all the yeah, enemy wants yeah. us to see is our downfalls, our our shortcomings, our hangups, and our hiccups. He don't want you to know who God has already deemed us to be. Because, see, you got to remember, God already rested from all of his works. On the seventh day, he was complete. It was done. Everything that we ever needed, everything that we were going to ever be, it's already been done. God is waiting on us to get in our places. We're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us. He already have his promises laid up for us. They are yes and amen. They are already manifested. We are already who God has created us to be. The deliverance is already ours. We just got to walk in it. The, the victory is already ours. We just got to walk in it. We already have a transformed mind. We just got to operate in it. There's already a yes in our soul. You just got to speak it. That's why the Bible says, speak those things that are not as though they were, so that they may become. Not that you don't, not that it's not there, but you gotta manifest it. You have to manifest what God said. He said, I watch over my word to perform it. Meaning, you gotta speak his word. Give him his word back. He cannot lie to you when he tells you, give me my word back and I'm gonna perform it in your life. Speak life into yourself, in your situations, and watch God do it. Watch God do it. He's going to do it for you. Lord have mercy. Yet I'm, I'm stirred up in my spirit tonight. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost stepped in this room tonight. And I'm stirred up. I'm stirred up. What else you got? <laughs> I'm stirred up. Um, I like when he said, when you isolate yourself, you lose yourself and your intimacy for God. I got that right there too, but I, oh go ahead. Oh my God. That was such a great nugget to me. Because so many times people, when they make they mistakes, isolate they, yeah, they isolate themselves from the church. They don't come to church. I ain't been doing right, yeah. so I just been And that I goes along with, with what he said, uh, when you're not celebrated, yeah. you forget who, who you, you are. are. Yes. When you're not seeing the results that you're used to seeing, 
you forget. It what causes you to forget who you are. And which, when you forget who you are, you isolate yourself. Yes. You isolate it. You, I've seen so many people say, well, I was going through some stuff, so I didn't come to church. I just figured I'd get myself together and then come back. If you could get yourself together, we Jesus would have never died. He would have never sent his son to die. A terrible the, death. The, the people that I hear say that, they never return. Never come back. But let me tell you something that God showed me in that that whole, that in that in that stage of isolation. Because he said, when you isolate yourself, you lose yourself. Right. You lose your sense of hope. You lose that salvation. You lose the foundation that God had already built up under you to be able to stand. All you had to do was get up. The Bible says the, a, a just man falls seven times, but he rises up again. It don't matter how many times you make mistakes. It don't matter how many times you fall. It matters on how many times you get up again That's right. and allow God to restore you back unto salvation. It said, I love the way it said that you not only lose yourself, because then you when you when you isolate yourself, you stop praying, you stop mm -hmm. fasting, you stop reading your word. So then you become further and further away from God. So not only are you isolating yourself from your member, the church members who can remind you what God said about you, that can remind you of the prophecy that you stood in front of the church and received from the prophet, the man or woman of God. Yeah. But then you have pulled away from God. And I love when he said that because he said, you lose the intimacy. Oh, God. Yeah. You lose the intimacy that you have with God. You lose the intimacy. Do y'all understand how important that is? That when you isolate yourself away from God, you lose the intimacy that you share with him. Because then you no longer feel the way you used to do. You don't feel the way you used to feel. You, you don't, you've lost that part. Right. You've lost the way you felt about God. Hold on. I'm looking up the, uh, the, the definition. It say the state of being intimate or familiarity. Mm. Something of a personal or private nature. <laughs> a personal or private relationship. My God. You don't even pray in private no more. Not right. only have you gotten away from doing the things that you would normally do at church and in service. But you don't you even do it on your own. Yeah, you don't even do it in your private time. You don't even come to God and say, Lord, I messed up. I know that you can restore me. I know who you are. I know the power that you carry. I know that you can slay me in a spirit right now and cause me to speak in unknown tongues. I know, God, what you have placed on the inside of me. I know what's been been planted in me that I've been impregnated when I know God who you called me to be who you said I am but I've lost that familiarity I've lost the, the power of knowing who you are I forgot who you were to me when you when you when you isolate yourself that we said that happens when you isolate yourself you don't even you're not even familiar with who God is not only are you not familiar with who he is you're not even familiar with his word so you can come back to church after you've been gone for a month and it won't even phase you because you're not even familiar with who God said he was in your life. You don't even know what it is no more. My God. I love that part too. I love when he said you, the, the loss of intimacy will cause you to lose your conviction. And you will deny who God is. Mm. My God. The loss of intimacy will cause you to lose your conviction. You won't even be convicted by things you do no more. 
you won't even be convicted by the, the, the sins, the weight. It just happens. It just, you just do it freely. You become just numb. You, you, first you were drinking, you'd be like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to do this. Then the further away you get, the further you lose yourself, the further you walk away from the intimacy that you share with God, the, the more you just sin willingly. Willfully. Yeah. It's, it's just, you just do it on purpose now. You get up ready to smoke a blunt. You get up ready to have uh, premarital sex. You get up thinking about having a drink. You just, it's just, you just do it because you can now. It has just became where, where you done got to the uh, 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 reprobated mind. It right. doesn't matter anymore to you. You just lost your conviction. And now you begin to deny who God is. Mm. You, you, you begin to deny his power. You, you, you start to deny his sovereignty. Lord have mercy. You start denying the fact that he is everywhere at the same time. He's all powerful. He needs all knowing. You start forgetting that he's love and he's got mercy and grace. You forget. You start denying everything that he stands for. Lord have mercy. Then he said, when you have no strength to pursue God, he continues to pursue you. Mm. Even in that place, I want to encourage somebody today. If you are in that place where you have lost your affection, your intimacy towards God, if you've lost yourself because you've pulled so far back away from God, because you've isolated yourself from the church over, over the time that, because a lot of people did this during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We walked away from the church and we lost our conviction. We lost the we lost that hunger to be in God's presence, to be in, in the in the household of faith around other saints. We've lost that part of us. And so because of that, we no longer pursue God. <laughs> we have no strength to pursue him. We have no desire, no longing, no wants in us to pursue him. But guess what? He continues to pursue you. Every time you wake up in the morning, he pursued you. He woke you up on, on the strength that perhaps today will be the day she'll fall back in love with me again. Perhaps today will be the day that he'll put that blunt down. Perhaps it will be the day that he will say, Father, take me back just the way I am, God. Repair me, restore me, re renew my mind, transform my thinking the way I live, God. Take me back, God, to when I first believed. Lord, have mercy. He say, uh, he still continues to pursue you. Because God saw the ground you would lose. But he orchestrated your coming out party before it ever happened. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. Oh, he knew what would happen, but he orchestrated your coming out party. So if you don't remember anything else, remember that God is getting ready to remind you of who you are. With the birthing of your call. With the confidence, the boldness, and the anointing that you've always desired to walk in. It's yours. Because you're about to be restored. Amen. 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 Lady Mayberry lit the aftermath on fire. On fire. Oh my God. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We look forward to another episode of The Preacher's Corner with Pastor JT and Lady Nifanita. Y'all be blessed. Be blessed.